0: Well, welcome. Welcome to this day and to this gathered community of Kensington Unitarians here on Zoom. Our Unitarian movement welcomes all people of goodwill who seek a faith to guide our steps, to stir our hearts and challenge our thinking. We value spiritual exploration. We value the power of community to build a fairer world, And we value making time and space for connections. Connections with ourselves, connections with one another, and connections with that which we hold to be of greatest worth. So let's take a moment to sense all those connections for us this morning. And our chalice flame is lit here. It's a symbol of our worldwide Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist faith, and it it reminds us of the oneness from which all else unfolds. One people living one life on this, our one planet Earth home. Now, if you're here with us for the first time today on Zoom, a particular welcome to you. Um, I hope you find something that's of value for you here. Do stay for a chat afterwards or drop us an email if you'd like to introduce yourself. Or think about coming to one of our small gatherings during the week as they're a good way to get to know people and to find about more, out more about us as a congregation. And if you're a regular here, if you're part of this community, thank you for all that you're doing to build our togetherness. Even on Zoom, we can help to co-create this as sacred space uh, this sense of community and welcome to all of you who might be reading this or watching this service um, as a video recording sometime in the future so whoever you are however you are and whatever brought you here this morning know that you are welcome just as you are Let's take a moment to breathe that welcome in and to acknowledge that we belong, whatever that means for us. And as we always say, do feel free to do whatever you need to do to be comfortable this hour. It is lovely to see all the faces in the gallery, isn't it? But um, we know that some people would much rather keep their cameras off and that is fine with us. And similarly, there'll be opportunities to join in, but there's no compulsion to do so. Today's uh, service has a theme of loved like a hazelnut. It's a reference to the writings of 14th century and early 15th century, Julian of Norwich, who lived through a time of devastating plague. I'm hoping that we too, in this ongoing time of pandemic can find some comfort in her words and i'll be exploring the contradictory ideas that we individually individually we matter greatly and that we're also completely insignificant and let's remember that in unitarian gatherings we don't have to listen to me or whoever else is speaking or believe what i'm saying these are just ideas that may or may not be useful to you And now um, I'd like to hand over again to John John Humphreys, um, chair of our trustees, who has a reading for us.
1: Thanks, uh, thanks Sarah, and uh, good morning everybody. Yeah, this is a reading, an old favourite, an old friend, "A Pale Blue Dot," by Carl Sagan, and um, I'm really pleased that. You asked me to read this it's it's one uh, such an, an important piece of work you said you'd reckon you'd used it probably at least one service every year over the last 15 uh, years and i'm and i'm not surprised yeah it needs to be it needs to be heard it's it's carl sagan's attempt to put hu- us humans in our place to put us in a universal perspective And as we move closer to the COP26 meetings to be held in Glasgow over the next uh, 10 days, meetings that could find ways for our world community to stop us humans damaging our planet Earth home irreparably, it could be an idea for every one of us to consider our planet from the perspective of space. This reading is called A Pale Blue Dot, and that refers to one of those early photographs of the planet Earth taken from space. It was one of those uh, probes disappearing out of the solar system, I remember, and it, it was take, the picture was taken from somewhere out beyond, in the outer planets. So consider again that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every, every human being, whoever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, lived there on a moat of dust suspended in a sunbeam the earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena think of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and emperors so that in glory and triumph they could become the momentary masters of a fraction of a dot to harbour life. There is nowhere else, at least in the near future, to which our species could migrate. Visit, perhaps. Settle, not yet. Like it or not, for the moment, the Earth is where we make our stand. It has been said that astronomy is a humbling and character-building experience there is perhaps no better demonstration of the folly of human conceits than this distant image of our tiny world. To me, it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another and to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot, the only home we've ever known.
0: Thank you, John, for that reading. So we're moving to a time of uh, reflection and prayer now. Let's each do what we need to do to get ourselves in the right state of body and mind for this time of reflection and prayer. Shift your position a bit. Um, find where you're comfy where it makes it easier for you to turn inwards. Maybe close your eyes or soften your gaze, whatever helps you get your heart in the right place to be fully present with yourself, with each other and that greater life which holds us all. So I call on the divine spirit of life and love to be with us now and to bless all that we say and do together here today. Let us pray for the ancestors, for those who came before us and prepared the way. We who are part of the great history of humanity from people's earliest times on this planet, we have the precious gift of life to be grateful for. And yet there may be those in our personal history for whom we feel more complex emotions In a brief time of shared silence, I invite you, if you wish, to seek peace for your ancestors. And in our world now, our oh so busy, so turbulent world, let us pray for all those involved in conflicts, that ways forward may be found. Let us pray for all those who feel helpless, that they might have the strength to carry on. And let us pray for the world's leaders, that integrity may help them to rise above self-interest and national interest, and instead truly seek the highest good of all. At this time, we especially think of the United Nations Climate Change Conference, COP26, to be held in Glasgow in November. Let us strengthen their work, that our resolve may add to theirs to work collectively, to respond creatively to our global problems. And may our love for our planet inspire us all So let us give thanks for the love we know in life, for people we care about and those who care about us, for simple pleasures, for laughter and kindness, that all beings might feel lovable and loved this day. And to this aspiration, let us say, if we so wish, Amen. So may it be. So we have a chance now to listen or sing along with a hymn now. It's um, it's called... Come Down, O Love Divine. And it's based on the writings of 14th century mystic poet, Italian uh, poet, Bianco da Siena. I think they're really beautiful words and and it's a great tune too by Ray Fawn Williams. And we're all going to be muted. So do feel free to sing along if you would like, or simply sit and listen to this recording from the Unitarian Music Society. And you might like to imagine love encompassing you as we hear this music. So a reading now to lead us into a time of meditation and it's called you matter and it's by matthew rosen you matter there is no one like you never will be again from the birth of the earth to its outermost end you an eager shout a sacred yes that moves your flesh your bone your breath you she, he, Z, they, you are whole and okay, gracefully teaching your truth and your way. You, cannot be forgotten. We cherish you so. Your voice and your hands can do more than you know. You, see old things anew. new. You turn them and test them. Your wonder exhausts our old words to express them. You, Speak and lay bare, all you dig up and hold, aloft from the dust of conventions from old. You, upend every rock and pursue every glimmer and give a new name to each sparkle and shimmer. You, you chart out new paths, go beyond our horizons, new friendships, new stories, your hope always rising. You, welcome and wanted, whatever your skin, wherever the neighbourhood you were born in. You, we play across fences that keep us divided. Old walls become weak where your love is ignited. You call us to kindness and questions, reminding the life of our living is found in the finding. You. There is no one like you, never will be again, from the birth of the earth to its outermost end. You matter, you do, we'll keep learning with you. Now, stand on our shoulders, see what you can do. Great reading there from uh, Matthew Rosen. So we're moving now into the meditative part of our gathering when after a few words of introduction, we'll hold a couple of minutes silence with our chalice flame video, and that will then lead into clarinet and piano music from Mozart's Divertimento number four. There'll be a gentle video to focus on, um, if you'd like to, of a chalice flame and lots of hazelnuts gathered together in an autumnal display. So I invite you to ready yourself for five minutes or so of meditation. Find a comfy position that works for you. Maybe turn off your camera if that feels more restful. Maybe do a scan of your body to see if there are any tensions that would like to be released. Uh, Perhaps lifting your shoulders, rolling them back and down. Straightening your back. Maybe taking one of those lovely deep belly breaths that help settle us. Allowing the gentle rhythm of your breathing to to soften your whole being, maybe enjoying a sense of sinking down a bit towards the floor, knowing that the earth and gravity hold us. And with a softened gaze, with heart and mind open and loving, I invite you to consider the message of the poem we just heard, You Matter. Let's enter this time of silence together now. summer i had the good fortune to visit the city of norwich and i found the church of um, saint julian there mother julian as she's often known she was a a 14th century anchorite um, who lived in retreat in a small cell-like space by that church for some 50 years and she lived through uh, tumultuous times as i mentioned earlier of plague, of political and economic disturbance. And, and through her writings, she, um, she gave a message of God, of a God of loving acceptance. And, and that message was really a long way away from the punitive religious orthodoxy of her time. Julian had visions and one of her most fa- famous visions is of a hazelnut a hazelnut, just like this little one may be, a very small round nut. Julian wrote, and in this he showed me a little thing, the quantity of a hazelnut lying in the palm of my hand as it seemed, and it was as round as any ball. And I looked upon it with the eye of my understanding and I thought, what may this be? And it was answered generally thus, it is all that is made. I marveled how it might last, for I thought it might suddenly have fallen to nothing for littleness. And I was answered in my understanding, it lasts and ever shall, for God loves it. And so have all things their being, and their beginning by the love of God. In this little thing, I saw three properties. The first is that God made it, the second that God loves it, and the third that God keeps it. Now, um, for, me, for me, this theist language, uh, this sense of God as a personal being, creator of all that is, theism isn't my particular faith position, but, but I know how many people gain and have gained great comfort from such an expression of faith. So my suggestion is that all of us translate this kind of language and these concepts into something that's got meaning for you. Because it may not express my faith, but Mother Julian's writings as a Christian mystic, and as the first woman writer, yes, in English, well, her writings have long touched my heart. And when I attended um, a service at Mother Julian's church in Norwich, I was delighted when they brought out a bowl of hazelnuts and blessed them and gave each of us one. And because they'd given us a hazelnut, I reread that passage we just heard from Julian's most famous uh, writings, Revelations of Divine Love. And I found myself reinterpreting it as we Unitarians often do. I don't know about you, but way back when I decided that it's all right to reinterpret sacred texts that there is a Unitarian description that um, revelation is not sealed and I think the idea there is that there's always more for us to explore and discover in the realm of faith and I like to think of this as a particular aspect our unique selling point if you like of when we proclaim our particular progressive tradition Our faith is ever evolving and each of us is encouraged to express our religious ideas in a way that works for us. So with gentle apologies to Mother Julian and respectful acknowledgement of her faith, let me tell you what message these hazelnuts have for me, and I'd like to hear what message they might have for you. But perhaps I could start by introducing these hazelnuts to you because there are three different sorts there there's one hazelnut which I now can't recognize which came from Julian's church there are some hazelnuts from Kent and I've got another one here which I particularly like because they're still wrapped in their little leaves and um, there are Well, because I didn't think I had enough hazelnuts for today's service, I dashed out to Waitrose and I was very pleased to see that they'd already got their Christmas display up and there they were with the Christmas nuts. And even though all of these are are hazelnuts and they're really quite similar to each other, well, I already have my favorites, my preferences, because this is what it is to have a human mind we are created to distinguish, to differentiate, to like this and to therefore dislike that. We polarize issues. Mother Julian, she's offering us another way of being in this world, a way of compassionate, non-judgmental love. Can we imagine a love that does not have favorites, does not differentiating by approving and disapproving of others? How many of us have been caught up in in striving, in competition, in, in fearing that we're personally not good enough to receive love and acceptance? This way of thinking, it leads us to try ever harder or simply give up in despair and hopelessness. Imagine the comfort of knowing that we are loved and accepted just as we are. This is the message for me in Julian's vision of the hazelnut. There is a power greater than ourselves that knows us with all our faults and foibles and accepts and loves us despite everything. The modern society that we're living in, it emphasizes individualism. This, is, this encourages some of us a bit of an obsession perhaps with being special, of needing to stand out from the crowd, a need to be recognised as unique, a, a yearning to be singled out. That reading, You Matter, that we heard earlier on, I think that's a healthy version of this yearning for me. I could imagine reading it at a child's naming ceremony and and delighting in giving them this message that they have their own particular gifts to bring to this world. And alongside that message, that individual you matter message, I hold an image of many hazelnuts together. So many that it really is quite hard to distinguish them one from another. And yet they are all individually and collectively special. Sometimes I wonder, you know, if if this emphasis on our individual specialness unwittingly perpetuates the polar opposite in some of us, a fear, a fear that we lack worth, um, that we're not good enough. So maybe Mother Julian's vision of that hazelnut can help us understand that we are simultaneously hugely important individually, and of complete insignificance let's seek then a message that works for us it might be god loves us it might be we are important in this universe it might be we matter it might be each of us is one of many many hazelnuts all known and cared for unique and yet part of the whole. And then, well then let's return to the vital tasks of life here on Earth with Carl Sagan's wise words to guide us. And he wrote that our planet is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic darkness. In our obscurity, in all this vastness, there is no hint that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. Amen. So we have uh, another opportunity to sing now. Um, It's called What Wondrous Love. It's a beautiful song, I think, and it refers to the many ways that we're helped by the love of others in our lives. Uh, This is a recording, I think, of our congregation. um, And at the start, you'll hear somebody, which I fear is me, sounding like they're eating a bag of crisps very close to the microphone for which i can only apologize. Um. So, a few brief announcements this morning. Um, thanks to um, John Davis and Humphrey for hosting uh, John for that reading, and Peter Crockford and Benji del Rosario for lovely music, made technically possible by uh, our music scholar, Abby Larimier. Uh, don't forget that we'll be having a virtual coffee time after the service to chat together if you've got time to stay. And if that's not your thing as i said at the start of the service do get in touch via email if you want to um it's a bit harder to get to know people isn't it uh, online so we can find other ways and we're going to be back here again next uh, sunday on zoom at 10 a.m when Sonia and i will be here honoring our ancestors and sharing insights on life and death do feel free to share the link for the service with your friends So there are opportunities to connect in the week ahead. There's the Tuesday morning at 1030 coffee morning. Always excellent conversation and newcomers welcome. Heart and Soul continues our contemplative spiritual gathering. The theme this week is a leap of faith. And that's tonight and Friday at 7pm. It's an open gathering. Everybody's welcome. And as Jane Blackhall is on holiday, let me know if you'd like to join, because I can put you in touch with Gavin, Rita and Peter, who are hosting the gatherings this week. The congregation has a life way beyond Sunday morning. So um, do keep in touch and uh, with one another. And uh, it's great to meet up for a chat and a walk sometime. And for those of you who find your spiritual inspiration in uh, the natural world, then do make a note of the next West London Green Spirit Group gathering. It's the Sine Festival uh, on Monday, the 1st of November at 7pm. We'll be honouring those who've inspired us in life. And we've got our closing words and music now. So if you can on your device, I suggest you select gallery view now, so that we can see each other and get a sense of this gathered community as we close. So I'm extinguishing the light of this chalice flame but not the warmth of this community. May we carry its warmth and its light out into the world for those who yearn for a sense of their own worth and yearn for a true understanding that we are all part of some great mystery encompassing us all. Sufi teacher Hazra Inyat Khan wrote these words, sometimes called the mystic's prayer, and I think they make a fine blessing for us all in the week that lies ahead. May we be granted deep thoughts, high dreams, few words, much silence, the narrow path, the wide outlook, the end in peace. Amen. Go well, all of you, and blessed be.